you are in the perfect place at the divine time to be touched by a horse. Here's your hosts, Melissa Pierce and Dane Cheek. Hi, everybody. Hi, this is Dane. And this is Melissa, and we're glad you're back with us today. Thank you. Do you remember, baby, where we were a year ago? Art of the Cowgirl. Yeah, hey, that's good for you to remember that. Yep. Yeah. We were in Gilbert, Arizona, in a really cute B&B for a great event called Art of the Cowgirl. One of our graduates of the Equine Gestalt program, Jamie Stoltzfus, is one of the people that head that up. She's not the head director, but I think she's the second, second line. And an amazing woman. And this week, I got a bunch of personal videos transferred by a company called Legacy Box from Super 8 to Digital. And one of the movies that was on there was Jamie when she was about four years old, her sister, who was about six and a half, and our daughter Molly when she was about two and a half, playing on our driveway uh, way back in Arizona, long before I knew you. And it was so fun to show that to you. But the crazy thing is, is like you're really telling your age when you start talking super eight. What? <laughs> Thank you, dear. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, because we do a very authentic podcast, we're going to leave that in. So yeah, I suppose I am. Hey, I do remember eight track tapes. I remember, you know, cassettes, like all that stuff. So yeah, sorry, folks, but that's true. Super eight. Well, anyway, that's so funny. I didn't even catch that. Was super eight anyway. Like you don't know. Give me a break. Give me a break. Well, so we're still in California and we've been uh, busy as ever. Um, You know, just crazy things, just getting stuff done with life out here. And of course, having two homes means two places where things can need to be fixed. Yeah. So our our heater went out. Yeah. Well, first it was our air conditioner wasn't working, and then it turned so cold here that we turned the heater on for the first time since we've owned the joint, yeah. and that didn't work. Yeah. So you finally found a guy to work on it, though. Yeah, and I uh, bought a space heater. Yeah, so. Oh, see, you're such a redneck, but we're getting the actual heating system fixed, so (laughs) that's it. And uh, we've also divided our two big Bernice Mountain Dogs who are – I would say that my female, Hanyal, she's happy to leave her friend Telly. That's like, she gets time off from Telly. She's pretty happy about it. Sort of like me with you. But Telly's not so happy when Hani's not around. He starts whining and acting like a baby. But you've been taking him for some father-son bonding time while I've been working. So how's that been going? Yeah, he, he's not, he doesn't get too bonded to anything except food. <laughs> Well, you have to remember something exists to be bonded to it, right? So he's so pretty. He's such a pretty dog, and he's a good boy. He's not that bright. But anyway, so that's been going on. Well, I spent some time at our friend Vivian Thwaites. She has a company, Art, Soul, and Horses. 
And I spoke about it last year about this time, I think. I had completed what we call a core training for our equine gestalt coaching program. And I love doing one or two of those out here in January each year because it gets two of them done in such a nice mild climate. So we had a beautiful time. She and her husband uh, have a place that didn't exist when she started as a student with me in equine gestalt coaching. And she actually wrote her vision, which is one of the things that our TBA coaches start working with their students on. And she wrote a vision about what she wanted to find and how she wanted to build it. And she wanted to have this place and these horses. She has two really pretty Frisians. And she showed me this time her watercolors of what she dreamt her place would be. So she is an artist. So she did watercolors, kind of a watercolor journal, I guess, of how her vision came together to begin with, how it changed over time, and all the way to the super, super special barn that she ultimately built. And so it's it's quite the sweet environment that we're all working in. And so we snuggled in there. It was a little bit rainy and cold one day. And it's just a very, very cozy place to do the gestalt work. So we really enjoyed that. On Saturday of that core, we went into the topic of somatics. And so I thought today in the podcast, I would dig a little deeper for those of you who are curious about equine somatics, what somatics are, and even on your own horses, if you're blessed to have a muzzle to nuzzle, like what you would look for and what you would notice in your own horse's chakras. So in our quest for deeper content in 2024, give me more. Uh, that's what I thought we'd base this podcast around. So we pulled her beautiful big mare that kind of beautiful blue black that the Frisians are. And we pulled her out, put a halter on her and Vivian held her and she was all over it. She knows when I come to town that it's kind of fun work and Vivian is a graduate of EGC. So she does gestalt work with her. And so this mare was strutting her stuff. She was very happy that we were there and she got to be the center of the lecture and what was going on. So it was cute. She was kind of mugging to me a little bit and she was really fun. So let's talk with sort of basics, like what are somatics? If you're not familiar with the word, somatics are the energy systems of the body. And there are several different fields of energy from the body, everywhere from the auric field. A lot of people know that there's energy leaving the body, creating kind of an auric colorful aura around us, all the way out ethereal and on. So lots of layers of vibration. And where's that vibration come from? Well, if we had a microscope that was strong enough to see into even a steel beam that's in an arena, we could see that it has moving particles. It has, we've talked about it on the podcast before, the molecules and things that make up matter are actually moving slowly in inorganic things and quickly in organic things, such as plants, such as animals, such as us. And so anytime something's moving and it is housed in some sort of structure, in our case, our body, it's a little bit in my mind's eye like bumper cars. They're, they're bumping into each other. And as they bump into each other, they create a vibration and that's life force and our you know, our molecules, our 
part and parcel of everything from our cells to our tissues to the organs of our body, et cetera, et cetera. So kind of moves out from there. And these vibrations are often measured on the human body, biofeedback, heart math, lots of different ways to measure that in a what's called a magnanomer. And so there's a lot of different ways that people deal with the vibrational energy of the human body. One of which are people who attend yoga classes, let's say. Yoga is such a fantastic medium for the body awareness and body stretching and breathing and and being aware of our body. And oftentimes in those classes, they begin to drop the word chakra. And there are hundreds of chakras, little energy centers that make up life and make up our body. And those energy centers that are most commonly referred to as our chakra system, most of the time they're referring to the core seven of them. And they run basically from the top of our head to our spine, down through our feet. And we know that we have these chakra energy points. And there are people who study the chakra energy points and that have correlated them to certain colors, uh, sounds, certain sounds, in other words, a tone, like a tonal sound on a, a vibrational stick to planets in the universe. I'm not sure how they tied that together, but I know they have. Certainly each of the primal seven have a name, a color, an Ayurvedic name, and also like the flip of a coin, a positive strength for a person and a weakness or a negative for a person. So going along that thought wave, they go through. And I'm just briefly, and this isn't a deep dive into chakras, but just briefly from the tailbone of your spine down through your legs to your feet, that is the vibrational system generalized to what we refer as the root. And so much like a tree root, it is what helps us feel grounded on the positive side. When we feel grounded and calm and safe and quiet, that root chakra, our legs and our feet are fine. I'll often start working with a client and in the sand of the arena, I'll see them begin to subconsciously move their feet, like get ready to run, right? The not so positive part of the root chakra is insecurity, the opposite of that secure grounded feeling, insecurity correlated with maybe not feeling safe or having that tailbone lower back pain to correlating into something in their life where they don't feel safe with whom they're living with or a roof over their head or financially houses in foreclosure, that kind of thing. So that root chakra is there. And the next one comes up into second chakra, lower abdomen, lower back, all of our sexual organs and sexual identity. Also things like the thoughts of producing something. If we take it out in a more broader viewpoint, producing, creating, our artistic 
bent can be there. But the negative on that one is stuckness, right? To feel constipated, if you will, in your life, in your goals and where you're going in life or physically, either one. And again, I'm going really quickly through these. The the color associated with root is red. The color associated with the second is usually a, a burnt orange. We go to the yellow or the lighter orange to yellow in the third chakra right around your middle, right where you would get butterflies if you were nervous or full of fear, but also what hardens when we make a determination and we have willpower behind it to get something done. So that's in there. The next one is a very verdant green, like the green of spring grass, that Easter grass green. And that is our heart chakra. And our heart chakra courses across the chest and down the arms into the hands. And the next one up is usually thought of as a sky blue or a beautiful blue. And that blue is the throat chakra. Things unsaid, difficult to say, and the flip of it, things that are verbally spoken or in fact singing and sharing tonal uh, sound. Uh, The next one comes up to third eye, which is usually a lavender color. And that third eye is thought of as the seat of our intuition. For me, I believe it's the collective intuition of all of our energy fields. Other people see that as an entity of its own right there in the third eye. I think it is the great translator of everything all of our energy fields brings in. And the last is the top of the head or the crown. And this is true most religions. Uh, When I was a girl, the Catholic Church was down the street from us and all the Catholic girls wore cute little hats on Sunday morning covering or scarves over their head going into their church. And the synagogue down the street, they were wearing their yarmulkes. So that's not uncommon in our religious thought that that is where our openness is to the divine. So considered the crown chakra or the God chakra. So that's a very, 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 very surface amethyst purples, the color on that one, by the way, very quickly uh, going through those types of chakras. But many, many years ago, I translated body language to the chakra points. I translated how important in gestalt work understanding these chakras and where clients become stuck in their life correlates there. And then I began as a lifelong horseman to recognize that the horses had chakras in their own right. Touched by a Horse offers three comprehensive programs giving you the ability to have the career you've always dreamed about, working in partnership with the magic of horses. Our equine facilitator program provides you with the skills to build a thriving business hosting group experiences with horses. Our equine gestaltist program prepares you to open your own private gestalt practice in partnership with horses. And our master equine gestaltist program builds your gestalt skills both in and outside the round pen. All of our programs include in-depth live classes, business growth training, and a supportive community of herd members to collaborate with and learn from. Visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com to learn more about which program is right for you and your healing herd. 
So not easy to verbally help you with this, but I'm going to give it my best shot. And beautiful mama stood there and was so sweet as I pointed each of these out to our students. So starting standing in front of your horse, starting with that space between their eyes and just above where they often have a swirl or a star marking or something there. So horsemen notice that space all the time. That is the seat of their third eye, their clairsentience, their collective knowingness. And that's why you will never see me patting a horse's face, bopping them on their face right there. You are actually disrupting that collective clairsentience that they have in their third eye. Uh, right above that, the bump between the horse's ears called the pole, P-O-L-L. That bump is a collection of muscles and ligaments that run down their neck. It's a very important part on a horse. It's also a very vulnerable center for a horse. And that is their crown, their God chakra. That is where they are open in their own right to Epona and to the sources of the universe and the divine and whatever your uh, thoughts are around that. They have two throat chakras, one underneath their jaw to neck area where their juggler resides. That's obviously where they're verbal from nickering to neighing to screaming. They make a lot of different sounds uh, clearly. And their throat chakra, that is expressive for them as well. They have another throat chakra area on the crest of their neck. Uh, there's a lot to be understood about when they raise, lower, shake, just all the movements that they do with that speaking chakra as well. Their heart chakra across, the, across their beautiful chest, and that's often where we go to hug a horse, wrap our arms around the base of their neck and place our heart to their heart. Their hearts are 10 to 15, depending on how big your horse is, 10 to 15 times what ours are. And they have a magnanimous uh, vibrational power, I would say way more than ours because our brain gets in the way of our own heart chakra. Theirs does not. And then going on to their shoulder, there is one that they have called the brachial key. And the brachial key is an area where when a person places their hand one inch away from the equine body all the way to a very light touch, feels sort of like you're slipping your hand inside a glove. It is a powerful unity position of source, horse, and human. Just a really beautiful way to connect with a horse, to bring in that horse's energy to you, yours to them, and the divine to both of you. So that's a, a really kind of sacred place. I also don't bang on a horse's neck and I don't bang on their shoulder. I stroke horses, I pet horses, I brush horses, I touch them a lot, but I'm not a banger. I don't pat or, or bang on them and I don't consider that something that they see as praise. Um, the next back is the barrel of the horse where we sit upon their back and that is their third chakra area of will and determination and also fear. And we all know uh, they can be subject to colic, which can be deadly for a horse if they're put in a position of fear, if they're put in a, a deep concern over something. Uh, many times their stomach sours and they, they go into colic like that. But they also, that's where they feel their drive to take care of something, whether between each other or when we're out riding. 
The little stripe on their on their flank that goes up the wrong direction, that little stripe is for a reason. It is part of the second chakra on the horse. And that chakra from that stripe backwards on their hip, that whole area is also, of course, their reproductive organs or sexual organs and all of that. But we'll see them actually align that with people who have gotten an idea of their purpose and their their mission in life and their future, they'll often get honored with the placement of that toward the human body. And then last but not least, they have their root chakra, which is the dock, D-O-C-K, or the base of their tail. So where their tail joins onto the body is their dock and that whole muscle about the size of a dinner plate that that is around that tail and all of its movement is their root chakra. So like us, they have all these beautiful energy centers, hundreds of them. And emotionally, we can tell how our horses are doing by paying attention to where they are with their somatic fields and also where those somatic fields relate to our own. And I've mentioned in podcasts before, horses will often, if they're not captured with a rope and halter right away. Often you walk out into a paddock or a field with a horse, they'll come up. If you're staying soft and grounded and present and not an action bunny, they will bring their nose to your feet. They'll do a scan. They do a scan from your feet, knees, hips, all of you. They're actually taking a really quick reading of how those energy centers are on your body and how you're doing. And many horses will take either their muzzle or their body and move around you correlating theirs because they are the primal Reiki master of energy. And they do such a beautiful job of changing the vibration, changing the sound, uh, raising it up. And it's why many people without knowing anything I've said in this podcast today will tell you they feel so much better after they've been around their horse, just hanging out, brushing, caring for, walking, sitting on the ground, whatever it might be with their horses. So that's a very brief 101 on somatics, equine chakras, and human chakras. Hope that was interesting for everybody today. Did you learn anything, cowboy? Uh, yeah, I'm always learning stuff, so keep, keep talking. Always yeah. learning from me. Well, that's yeah. a nice husband to say that. So I appreciate that. Yeah, and I, I read your chakra fields too, baby, baby. <laughs> 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 that's in there. We want to thank Hope Through Horses for supporting all things T-Ball. And one of the changes you're going to notice in the podcast this year is we're going to include in each podcast system uh, one of the card decks from my Whispers from a Horse's Card deck, uh, sharing with that in some of the podcasts. And then also I asked the board members of Hope Through Horses to send me some beautiful stories of the ways in which they're assisting Uh, both our clients who see our practitioners at Touch by Horse as well as uh, our students and practitioners themselves. So we're going to include some of those, sprinkle some of those going forward in the podcast as well. We are so grateful to that organization. Please go to hopethroughhorses.com, check out their website and see all the beautiful things that they do. And uh, if you're able to donate even a little bit, all of it collectively adds up and allows us to provide services 
services to people that need that assistance. So we'd be happy to have you check that out. I think for me, that's it for now. After this next core, we're headed to Arizona to see our son Cody and family and their new home. So I think the next one, we'll probably be talking a little bit about Arizona, my old ranch there and seeing Cody and and doing all of that as well. Thanks for joining us. What are are you up to while I'm in core this week? I might seek out some uh, new golf places and... uh... Hopefully, uh, John finishes his bathroom so we can team up and at least play golf one time. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, John Thwaites, you bet. Well, that would be good. And we're up in an area called Bonsall. We've never been there, but we're up there. We rented this B&B house because we leased our own condo out from underneath ourselves, giving the wrong dates. (laughs) So, oh, well. So we rented a and b uh, up in Bonsall, California. So we're going to check out that and see what that's all about. Thank you all so much for joining us and we'll look forward to riding down the trail with you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Touched by a Horse podcast. If you'd like more information about anything we've talked about on the show today or our certification program, please visit our website at touchedbyahorse.com. That's touchedbyahorse.com. Or contact our office by phone at 303-440-7125. Also, be sure to keep up with us on social media. We're at Touched by a Horse on both Facebook and Instagram. See you around the barn and on the next episode.